0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax, rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Tuesday, June 8th, and what a wild, up-and-down, tumultuous, exciting, and overall bizarre weekend for the PLL season to get underway. I am Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Jake fresh off a nice little bachelor trip to the Bahamas and we've also got Dukes on the mic so Jake uh coming back after after a nice little weekend in the Caribbean you're looking nice and tan it's a shame that this is just an audio podcast I'm sure that the people would love to see just uh how golden and crispy that skin is looking right now but uh you know how, how you feeling
1: I couldn't be feeling you know I, I couldn't be feeling better um I actually you know in the in the midst of you know, all of the chaos, I actually got to to take a peek at some of the games, so that was nice. Uh, you know, it's my trip. I could do whatever the fuck I want, um, but it's great. You know, we chatted about some of the, you know, events that went on over the weekend. Uh, big weekend, lots of stuff to talk about. So, I mean, uh, Dukes, how, how are we doing?
2: Good. You know, Gillette was awesome on Friday. Good atmosphere. Shout out to the PLL crew for taking care of me and a couple of the uh, other employees that went. Uh, I was talking to Erica, so she, she was pleased to have uh, the crease out there doing all that, but uh, what an eventful weekend. Got, got sunburned a little bit, but uh, overall, great weekend.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, five games to start off the weekend in the PLL season. Um, a, a couple of them, a few of them were just like some pure shit kickings. Uh, you know, so, so the Saturday games were um, – there wasn't really like if you would have turned the game off at halftime, you would have been fine. It would have been well out of hand. Um, but to bring the excitement back, and and I don't know I don't know if excitement is the exact word that I'm looking for here. Um, but it, it makes sense. We might as well just get into it right away. Everyone who's listening to this podcast right now knows what went down. If if you're listening to this podcast right now, chances are that you're listening to hear us talk about this on Sunday, it comes out that the PLL has indefinitely suspended Chrome Attackman, I guess he's an Attackman, maybe a midfielder, Matt Gaudet, as well as Chaos Attackman slash midfielder Austin Stotts after an, an altercation that transpired uh, in the hotel outside of a sushi restaurant, of all places, on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, so, so the, the news comes out on the wire That, you know, and there were like a few rumblings that were happening, you know, a couple hours before the news broke out. Um, But the news goes out that these guys get suspended for an altercation. And then through the grapevine, everyone learns that Austin (laughs) Stotz ends up. Uh, biting off a piece of Matt Gaudette's finger in the midst of this altercation. Um, seems like a couple of, of fathers were involved in, in the fight as well. Um, we don't really need to name too many names, but I think everyone who's listening kind of already has the gist of most of the players and, and fathers that were involved in this thing. So, um, I mean, what a, uh, what a story for, for opening week. And I, what a, uh, what a bizarre thing for the league to have to deal with. So, um, you know, personally, I, I, I think that it's um, I'm, I'm going to go I, like, there, there are a lot of people out there that kind of really enjoy the WWE aspect of the PLL that they, that they try to kind of promote, um, you know, and, and I guess no press is bad press, I'm kind of in the boat that this is horrible press for the PLL, um, but I am excited to hear what you guys have to say. So, um, you know, I'll kick it over to whoever wants to take this one first, and you know, I'll keep chiming in as we get talking. Uh, but yeah, uh, Matt Gaudet down a finger, and um, we'll we'll see how many games that both of these guys end up being down because I can't imagine that it's going to uh, end up being resolved quickly.
1: Um, I just. <laughs> I had a, I had several thoughts. Um, I think that the first one was, uh, number one, uh, as you said, terrible press, not great for the PLL, not something you really want on the front page, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Have to, it's not something that you can kind of just sweep under the rug. What have you? I get that. The second one is biting a finger. Number one, kind of a greasy move okay but number two you did stick your finger in his mouth right so it's kind of like a you know it, it, both parties at fault there right uh, fish hooking someone real grease move uh, real greasy move you know I I'm, I'm going off of you know what what the what the facts are and what I see I saw someone got their finger bitten off and there was an altercation I don't care who started it I don't care what it was a you know I do care what it was about right if this was related to whatever beef that Godet and blaze had last last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to say that they should grow up. Right. I don't want to say that they should grow up. I, I think I want to say that, like, I can't imagine mm-hmm. that these, that these guys are still mad at each other about that you know, from last year, you know, the, the core argument was that God had said that blaze the worst player in the world, what have you? Yeah. It's disrespectful. His family was there. What have you, but like, it's a year later, right? You gotta, you know, wash your hands, move on and just play the game. Now the boys might've had a few drinks, right? Drinks, you know, a few, you know, a couple drinks at the sushi restaurant, maybe the sake was flowing. Maybe they say some stuff that, you know, start jawing off about some things, maybe some other people get involved, you know, maybe it gets out of hand. Somebody gets their finger bitten off. That's just kind of how it how it rolls, right? I just in my thing, it my 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 takeaway is that number one, I don't know how you get to that point, right? Like somebody's finger getting bitten off without there being some sort of like, I don't know. It's like, are we still talking about you know the whole blazing? Are we still talking about the Gaudette and blaze, you know blaze thing a year later? I think that's what kind of what bothers me. You know, um, I mean, I, yeah, I suppose I, that's, I, like, I've, fair I've got, to I've say, right? Plenty,
0: yeah, I've got plenty to say about all that. Dudes, you, you got you got anything right now to, to go off?
2: Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't know everything that happened because I wasn't there. Right, right. If we're talking about – it's got to be, you know, you're talking about Blaze's teammate, Blaze's friend, biting off Gaudette's finger. It's definitely has to be related to what happened last year in sure. some respect. You are such a fucking loser because some fucking 23-year-old kid said that your friend sucks at goalie. How about Blaze just play better? He did. Blaze won goalie of the year last year. Clearly, he doesn't fucking suck. It's a year later. This is like the week of. I'd be like, all right, I kind of see how this could be like, you know, juice was flowing. But, yeah, is this the best press for the PLL? No, because everyone thinks that lacrosse players have the stereotype of like tiny little dicked white guys that like get – and you know what I'm saying? Like, of not it's, the best. It's, it's, yeah, it's, pl-
1: it's playing into the horrible stereotype, yes.
2: But here's my argument. This video circulates around the internet with Gaudette getting his finger bitten off. What other fucking league does this happen in? Where the True. teams meet up in the hotel rooms and they're fighting and there's dads involved. Like, this is insane. And when someone sees that someone has, a, like, their finger bitten off, they're going to want to know, What's the details behind this? How did this start? And where is this going? And that's how like the PLL can kind of get publicity. I know around the office at Barstool, I'm talking to people from Mississippi, Alabama that are saying, hey, what happened? Like, I want to know more about this league and what's going on. So, I mean, hockey guys really need to start stepping it up because I think lacrosse guys are really becoming the toughest guys in the world right now.
1: That's true. I mean, I, he's, he's got you in a box right now, Jordy. Like that's, it, uh, that's.
2: I have one more comment is it's kind of hilarious how it's Canadian versus Northern New York. Cause you just know that those are like the grittiest guys in the world. <laughs> so you knew that like, if they're throwing fists, maybe your finger is going to go missing. It wasn't off the table. Um, none of those guys are probably taking trips easily. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, Jordy.
0: Yeah. I, like Yes. Does it get people talking? Absolutely. But here's the thing, like you, you drive down a a highway in the middle of nowhere and there's a sideshow attraction. You're going to be interested in the sideshow attraction. Like you're interested, like people are naturally interested in freaks. I think that this is more of a sideshow attraction than it's like, Oh hey, like this really cool performer's in town. Like let's see him because we appreciate what he does. It's like oh let's check in on the freaks um, who are biting off everyone's fingers and at at a sushi bar in a hotel lobby. Um, Listen, there there are a lot of people who I am um, I'm somewhere in between mad, disappointed, and disgusted with, Um, and and it's on all counts. So I'm gonna start off. I'm actually going to start off with the league. The league, like the, the, the there, there's a pun here, which I'm obviously going to go for because I'm I'm not above the pun. Um, the blood is on the league's hands for this one because like this is what they do. Like, like the the fact that you know. What, what happened last year with the mic'd up moment with Gaudet and Blaze, like, they they played that up. And, like, yeah, like, did I play that up? Did I blog about that a shit ton? Like, yeah, absolutely. So, like, a little bit, like, I'll take a little bit of blame too. But the league ate that shit up. Like, they wanted the WWE style shit. And so they kept that going. So now all anyone knows of Matt Gaudette is the chirps. So, like, obviously, like, he's got that villain role. It's lame that just chirping gets him a villain role, but whatever. So, the league, in that respect, you guys kind of reaped what you sowed on that one. Two, putting like, it was only a matter of time before something like this. I don't think it was only a matter of time before someone got a finger bitten off. Like, I think that that's something that's Mm kind of hard to, um, you know, prepare yourself for, but it was only a matter of time before that there ended up being some sort of an altercation within the league. When you keep putting these guys in the same hotels in the same cities week after week. So like, there's going to be bad blood in, in the league. So the fact that like the league wasn't, smart enough to think ahead and maybe hire some form of security in the hotel. Like when you have all these guys who are one ultra competitive, but two have a little bit less to lose than your typical professional athlete who has like millions of dollars on the line. You had to know that something like this was going to happen. Eventually the league wasn't prepared for that. So the league really fucked this whole thing up. Um, Gaudet and, and Stotz, like both of them, like Jake you you said like you you don't know if you would necessarily say like you guys have to grow up no you have to fucking grow up um like you guys are professional lacrosse players you have to treat this like a job like th- this isn't some like summer getaway camp like you guys are pro lacrosse players you're staying in a hotel that the league provided you like you guys should be treating it like a, and like the fact that like if you get into a little dust up at the bar like whatever, like that shit kind of happens. But for it to get that out of hand, which again, a little bit of a pun, Um, like it it just proves that neither of these guys are treating the PLL like a job. Disgusted with Matt Gaudette. It's the, the, the Chrome have a game on Sunday. It's Saturday. He is, he looks like he is so far gone in that video. Now, yes, did he probably know a few days ahead of time that he wasn't going to dress on Sunday anyway. Absolutely. But if you're serious about being a pro lacrosse player and like, you really want to do this, if you get that call from pseudo saying, you know, Hey, Hey Maddie, like, you know, I'm just looking at the numbers and I don't think that we're going to be able to dress you this week for week one. I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm thinking like, if you're really serious about this, You don't treat that phone call like, uh, oh, well, great. Like, this week is a vacation for me. I get to go to the hotel and just get fucking obliterated right before a game. Like, I think if you're really serious about it and you get that call that you're not playing, like, maybe you're, I'm not saying you have to wake up every single day at 6 a.m., bring a bucket of balls out to the net and just get shots until you're better. But at the same time, like, being that fucked up the night before a game when you're already not playing kind of shows that you're not taking it that seriously. The dads. The dads who are involved in this situation. Oh, and again, I'm not I'm not going to name names, but everyone who's listening right now knows who was there. You have to be the biggest fucking loser in the world if you have a grown ass kid, a grown ass man that you raised And he's at the pinnacle of this sport, a professional lacrosse player. It does not get higher than where he's at. And you have to go to his game and fight somebody. They're grown ass men. They can pick and choose their own battles that they want to fight. So for a dad to get in there and, and instigate some shit, fucking loser should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Um, So, yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, obviously stats too, like, Listen, like you get fish hooked. I get it. Like, don't put your finger in someone's mouth. Like, if you don't want that finger to get chomped down on, but like, I don't know. Like, it, it just, if I, I'm of the belief that if you bite someone's finger off, you probably shouldn't be allowed to play for quite some time. Like, sue me for saying that. Um, but like, you, you do that, like, there's a certain line that's crossed. Um, so yeah, from the league to the players. To the dads involved to everyone involved like just a fucking horrific showing out of everybody um, so it does get people talking but at the end of the day, nothing that happened in that in that altercation um, is good for a professional lacrosse and I, I the biggest thing that I want to I want to get out there is that neither of these guys th- the game doesn't need them right if Matt Caldette mm-hmm. stopped playing. The game moves on, it, it, you know, like, whatever. Austin Stotts, unbelievable talent, has so much skill. He hasn't lived up to any of it. If if Austin Stotts stops playing, the game doesn't need him. So, like, I don't know. Like, I think some of these guys need to kind of check themselves, realize, like, where they're at. And, like, listen, guys, like, it's it's not that big, and you're not that big. Like, just go play lacrosse. So, um, yeah, that that's where I'm at on all that.
1: I just i think i'm oh, sorry
0: sorry for the long-winded rant but no there, no no there you, make, you make, i had
1: to go no no you make you make some good points i think what i'm you know and i don't want to sound like a dad or anything right now i'm not a. am not a father i don't need kids i have just a menagerie of animals um i think i'm disappointed that both of them were both of them put themselves in the situation to act like jackasses and the parents put themselves in situations to act like jackasses i think you know and, and you know Gaudet and and Stotz, you know, the parties involved, maybe having their own conversations with their parents, like this was fucked up and it should never have happened, right? Or it could just be continuing on and fueled some sort, some sort of fire. And we, we don't know that in particular, but I would hope it would be kind of a realization like, you know, this is fucked up and yeah, you're probably not going to play professional lacrosse again anytime soon, if ever. Right, because you're always going to be because you once you do something like that and once you go down this road, you're always going to be that guy, right? Goddett, unfortunately, after the whole chirping thing last year, is always going to carry that, right? And now Stotts is always going to carry this, right? So, and and you know, it, it's you're right. The game doesn't need them, and I think that you know maybe as the, as the PLL grows. And as we weed out some of this stuff and the appeal, they can make more money as they play. And it is like a more serious thing we won't like this behavior, this type of behavior won't be, uh, not condoned, but I don't think that people will put themselves in this situation when there's more on the line. Right. Um, that's, that's really where I'm at with it in totality. I just, I, I, I hate that it had to be, I hate that it had to be the conversation. You know, one of the conversations of Black Twitter this weekend. I really do. I, I, I hate that that's what you know. Ninety percent of the tweets that I saw were about um, because there was so much good lacrosse otherwise. But I, I mean, Dukes. Are you, any any closing comments? Any any, any closing statement from uh, Dukes Esquire?
2: Again, like you know, when I, when I was playing high school lacrosse. My team wasn't filled with- Shout the out the Garden nice City. Guys. You, you guys had unbelievable- Shout shot. out Garden City. Oh, he's
1: Garden City guy. One, one, Garden once, City guy. Once,
2: once an episode, I'll shout out Garden City. But, you know, we had, a full of, we had a team full of fucking jackasses. We'd get, like, arrested by the cops or whatever, and my coach would always say, you know, you're, rep- you're representing something more than yourself. Like, we don't need any of you guys. You don't need to play for Garden City. We'll just play the freshmen. We'll play the sophomores. And it's kind of like the PLL. You're representing the league. You're representing pseudo, the chrome. Uh, all the teams involved. So in that respect, I understand that it's not a good look for the league. But also, it, like I don't know why I feel some sort of I feel bad for Godet because for the last fucking year, everybody's been treating him as a punching bag. He was playing the Redwoods last year, and you saw what Apple did to him. That was such fucking bullshit. Apple had nothing to do with the Blaze Reardon situation. Is Blaze Reardon Apple's roommate? No. Apple was just a meathead that just wanted to go after him. Because everybody always goes after Gaudette. That what's he supposed to do when he's getting chirped by fucking a dad and a couple of teammates chirping him in the hotel? Gaudette's gonna chirp back. Um, so I understand how this thing escalated.
1: Yeah, yeah I I think, mean, the, I think the, glo- the 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 follow up video with the gloating is not great. Sickening. Uh, it's not it's- not a great move. Um, oh. I mean, you know, not not to. Listen, I you know I wasn't there. Not, I don't know what's involved, so I'm not. But I mean, I, I agree with you. Go ahead, Jordy.
0: I, I was going to say the 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 villain label that Gaudette has has had bestowed upon him, like it, it's it's. I mean, like he earned it, right? I mean, it's just through like shit talking. So like, I I still think that that's like super like, I I think like a villain, like if you're going out there and you're like purposely taking runs at guys and like trying to injure them, like that's a villain. Like some guy who just has a joker laugh, like isn't really like that much of a villain. But the, the last like group of people that I'm legitimately disgusted with is anyone on Twitter who took this incident with Gaudette losing a finger and it's like, well, you know, we kind of deserved it. Or like, you know, if you you talk shit, like things going to happen, it's like you people are even bigger fucking losers than anybody else involved here because it's like, dude, like he said, he said that blaze like everyone knew at the time that blaze doesn't suck. He's getting under his skin in a game. Like it's, it's a one, it's a game to their words. Now this guy has, a finger or part of a finger missing for life so like oh but he said like some idiot things like during a game and it's like
1: did you not see did you guys not see he deserves
0: to get his finger bitten off in real life it's like you people one are psychopaths i hope you guys like don't have any kids because you're gonna raise psychopaths and you're just like a piece of shit human being and like a lot of people on there i can guarantee you man i can guarantee you that like if if this were to happen to anybody else they'd be on the same boat as us being like that is like a fucking despicable look for the league but because it happened to a guy who said blaze you stink they're like well shouldn't have said that like fuck off all of you people
1: did you not see ratliff duh, like uh, smoke that two-pointer and then get in becaro's face right after this weekend yeah i know he was talking shit like welcome to the league you fucking rookie like what so baccaro is supposed to go to his car get a tire iron and like break (laughs) ratless legs like is that like the justified thing like it's some fucking words you need to grow the fuck up um Uh, i mean i have you i mean Ryder garnsey mic'd up he told jared newman who holds the doesn't he hold the world record with fastest shot that he stinks and he should slide to him like uh,
0: well that that part might be i I, I will talk about that a little bit later, where Jared Newman does actually kind of stink. Um,
2: oh, oh, like
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, <my>. I, <laughs> just, I, I didn't just know
2: when we were going to gonna bring this up. I, uh, I'm not going go <laughs> to go, go there. Just don't go there. Just
1: save it. I will also
2: say this. Um, just if it happens, like, imagine one of the teammates for Gaudet got involved in the fight, sticking it up for him, and his finger got bitten off. And what would everyone's reaction be? They'd be. They'd all be calling the cops yeah, yeah
1: exactly. they'd be like that's assault brother you know they'd be, <laughs> they'd be like that's battery and like some lawyer like the, there'd be like some guy's dad's a lawyer so they'd be like well that's you know this that or the other and you can call me i'll do it pro bono like fuck off um
0: all right so listen like guys uh, I, that was a lot that we already got into with fingergate. um i don't i don't know whether to call this like god he got fingered like the episode but um oh god th- <laughs> not
2: that one
1: not that, not one. that one how about just right. hashtag finger gate
0: well so so that i mean but but like we could keep talking about this all night um i think we all set our pieces i, th- I think we all made like where we stand on this pretty clear um uh, moral of the story is you know everybody involved in the situation is to blame here um and it's 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 a it's an it's a topic to discuss, but I still don't think um, one that the PLL should ever want again. So um, if they want to avoid anything like this ever happening again, they should be um, pretty pretty damn clear on you know how they feel about this when it comes down to handing down some actual punishment. Because as of right now, uh, indefinite suspension is just like a, a coward's way out of it. Um, all right, so should we get let, – let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about some stuff that will make – make us happy. Um, you know, cause there, there are still a few things to get to where I'm, I'm a little hot and bothered on it. Um, mm-hmm. but let's, let's kind of change the mood a little bit for, for the time being, let's talk about these games that went down on Friday, um, and Saturday and Sunday, but you know, we can mostly, we can mostly skip Saturday because those games were fucking putrid. Um, Dukes, you, you were there on Friday for the cannons, Uh, PLL debut, obviously, you know, not necessarily franchise debut. Um, but you know, the, the cannons right away, this team is a fucking, they, they are legit right away. Like the water dogs came in last year, their, their first season and you know, it was in the bubble, but they didn't look great. Um, you know, and then they also, you know, the water dogs had their first game on Sunday, still didn't look too great. Um, this cannon's team looks lethal. So, you know, how do they look in person? Um, you know, and then just some thoughts on that Friday game in general.
2: That, that Cannons team is so good and fun. It was hilarious that the first possession they had Lyle Thompson takes it and does a backhander for the first goal. But I mean, we were talking in the preview, we were worried about the cannons defense. Shout out to them because they're way better than I expected. Morocco is a stud. Um, he's a legit brick wall. Um, you know, also I it came down to it. TD Erlen had a career day on his f- first day in the PLL. It was he like a 21 three-
0: for 26. Something yeah. Like that. And
2: the, it was the first three, four face-offs he struggled. And then it was like, all right, I got this. Like, I'm not nervous anymore. Um, great wing play from Sexton and Hugh Krantz. Um, but the atmosphere at Gillette too was unbelievable. Um, it wasn't totally packed cause you know how they do it in those football stadiums, but towards the end of the game, it was really loud. Um, I think some people had the spread on that game at like one and a half. So Troutner saved the ball at the end and chucked it downfield. And if that went in, that would have covered. And that was that was pretty insane. But it just hopped right over. I screeched a little bit, but overall, exciting day. Um, so,
0: so is that you screeching that I heard on the broadcast? Because I thought that it was the little kids who were standing behind you on the sideline. Um, chirp and rabel that he was washed right before he he went off for a quick little hattie
2: oh let's get, let's talk about that yeah so second quarter these little kids behind me start chanting rabels washed rabels washed and I put up a little Instagram story saying it and I said I absolutely agree I press send on that and rabel just det- decided to turn into a oh, weight Hopkins stud but I'd like to talk about how he really he the way that the canons use him now it's it's, I I compared it on Twitter. It's almost Carmelo Anthony going to the Trailblazers now, right? Carmelo went from the Knicks to the Thunder. Stunk couldn't really be the ISO player that he used to be, the MVB caliber player that he used to be. But Rabel getting the shorty, being able to cut, his stick skills are still there. Um, I'll admit it, I was wrong. Rabel very well could be back. Um, And I'd be a fool not to say that he's back after this weekend.
1: I thought, I mean, I, what I saw out of Rabel was smart play, right? He, he's a, he, I saw a men's league hero play out of Rabel, you know, knowing your limits and taking your good shots. Right. And he's also, I mean, you know, the guy knows the game. Okay. We, we can't, we you can say, you could say like, wow, Kyle Harrison's 38 years old, Paul Rabel's a million years old, but that just means that they've been around the game long, a long time and they know how to play it they there I, there's a particular highlight on the Canons. uh i believe it's their instagram where rabel seal is sealing his guy as he goes to the crease while they do a two-man game behind and it literally opens up the field for an up for for a, uh, a razor pick right and they score right there but it wouldn't have happened without paul rabel to, you know making that seal and clearing the guy out so i mean you know maybe maybe he took a step back and was like listen i'm just gonna play my role Right. I'm just gonna take a step back here and there and maybe I'll toss in a few few goals here and there. But like, you know, he he certainly came out to play. And goddamn that Cannon's team is they look fucking they look really good. Steven Rafis, just an yeah. operator, like a smooth operator. I love that guy. He I love his game. I love his game at Syracuse. You know, he's just he's got such he's got such vision. Um, I mean the Redwoods can play too. You know, the Redwoods can play too. They just, you know, they they he edged them out. I think the Redwoods defense might just has a slight advantage, right? I think there's I think there's some some younger guys on the Cannons. Uh shout out Holden Garland. Um first of all, all name team by far. But you know, scoring that second goal of the game, you know, diving, quick stick, just a- absolute heads up play. Um, but I mean, I think the Redwoods are gonna be a, a, a team to compete with this year. Um, I think the Cannons too. I just I was hoping you know, given all the firepower that the cannons have, that they'd come out and be able to play. And they did. And also shout out, you know, Drenner, um, you know, coach Drenner, as I like to call him. Um, We, we hang out sometimes. not a huge deal. Uh, Uh,
0: Drenner, Drenner looked great all weekend. Absolutely great. Um, I mean, and just like, look, look great as a lacrosse player, but also look great as a human being, just handsome as could be. Um, And yeah, I mean that, that Redwoods team like Pinnell, looks like he's a different player this yeah. year. Um, you know, and maybe just the Atlas might be cursed, you know, because we didn't really see world beater Rob Pinnell last year. Like he, he had a fine showing in the bubble, but it wasn't like RP three, like we're used to seeing. Um, so Pinnell coming out big with, with three goals of his own. Uh, miles Jones looked great every single time that he had the ball, that he yep. wasn't throwing a skip pass. Um, when he threw a mm-hmm. skip pass miles, I, I, I know that you saw me say it because you'd like the tweet. Um, listen, just, just put the skip pass in, in the back pocket for now. We'll get around to it later. I'm sorry, but it just, it wasn't working for you that night. Um, I, I love, I love miles Jones. I just don't love his skip passes. Um, yeah. I mean, Ryan Lee huge addition to that um, to that lineup. And then, you know, also like Jules Hennenberg is he look he looks a lot. I never really noticed like how big he is. Um, Big guy, like like I've always just kind of assumed like Jules. I don't know, like maybe it's just like the name Jules, like just like reminds me of like a kind of like a small like shifty kid. Um, but just watching the way that he was playing this whole weekend, um, he just like looked bigger, like as like an actual like bigger sized human and also just like a bigger role in that offense. So um, yeah, Redwoods are, are very much legit and as are the cannons. So as far as the first game of the season goes, I really don't think that we could have asked for much more out of that Redwoods cannons game on Friday night, especially coming off of the heels of the NCAA tournament. So, um, you know, that was everything that we could have asked for now, as great as Friday night was Saturday if if we're being totally on Saturday overall sucked Um and and like personally I'm I'm very upset about it because like it was it was an awesome day on the beach for me personally on Saturday and I had to leave like I could have had a few more hours on the beach like sun was shining breeze was flowing like it was a perfect day and i leave that early because i want to go watch the rematch of the 2020 PLL championship game i'm i'm thinking to myself okay like we just got done talking to jack roulette he's got me fired up for this game chaos whip snakes going at it i i turn on the tv and it's already like it is a shit pumping it is a fucking boat race the whip snakes up seven to one on the chaos in the first quarter after like what what was in the second half of that championship game like didn't they outscore the chaos like 10 nothing or something like that or maybe Mm -hmm. even like in the fourth quarter alone with zeddy ball game having four goals in the fourth quarter um now i don't i don't know i don't know if this game Proves that the chaos aren't good. Like I just think that they really, really, really suck against the whip snakes. And to their credit, like a lot of teams suck against the whip snakes. Um, but you know, obviously, our, our boy roulette like he he has his hands full with Zed Williams for good reasons. Zed Williams was the MVP of the season last year. He's a guy who put up like eight thousand points in high school. Like Zed Williams is a fucking menace. Um, and when you have Ralet trying to do everything that he can do to try to stop Zed Williams, well, then you also have to have a guy like Jared Newman try to take care of Matt Rambo. Now, Rambo only had one goal on the day, I'm pretty sure in that game. Um, but like that was a goal that just showed me like, and and Dugs, I, I know that you you were about to go there earlier in the episode, so I'm going to tee you off for this one too. Um, I I just. Jared Newman Jared Newman needs to switch to LSM. He cannot be a close defender. Um, his decision to go over the head on Rambo after Rambo had already bodied him, gotten topside, and turned the corner, to then go over the head and whiff and just give Rambo just a clear shot to dunk on Blaze, like, oh, my. Like, it might have been one of the worst defensive looks that I've seen in the Still infantile, infant, um, uh, infantile, early infancy, early infancy of, of the L.L. <laughs> yeah, my, my brain just short circuited,
1: short circuited. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so, um, uh, Dugues, I, I know that you had some thoughts on this, so I'm gonna go to you first.
2: Let me just start off by saying, like, you know, if you want to be taken serious as a league. I'm not going to suck off every single player. I'm going to speak honestly about what I see. Don't hate me for it. I'm trying to grow the game just as much as you guys do. Some people play it. I grow it. Anyways, Jared Newman, you suck. Um, Two years ago, you won Defensive Player of the Year. You shouldn't have. Apple was by far and away the best player. The only reason that you won it was because you were marketable, you had a fast shot, and you said you should have slid again. You had one good half of a year, and everybody remembers that. Last year, you stunk. Remember when Jordan Wolf made you look like a ninth-grade JV player? Because I do, when he put up six goals in one half. Um, So, yeah, I think Jared Newman, everybody has this idea or this fallacy that he's really good when he's really, really bad. And I totally agree. He should just switch to LSM because he's athletic as fuck. Um, He could scoop up ground balls. He can be that two-bomb threat because we've seen what he can do. But as a close defender – He's a liability at this point. I don't think that he has necessarily lacrosse IQ. Um, that's not a diss. I think that he's a raw player for the most part. And you, we alluded to it a little bit last episode, but that chaos defense has a lot of egos. Um, a lot of people that know how to market themselves. A lot of people that know when the camera's on. So I think that Jared Newman needs to swallow the uh, humble pill. And maybe realize that LSM might be the move for him. Um, Jake, any thoughts on that?
1: I don't necessarily have any thoughts on that. I, I did see that that attempt at the overhead check, and I I I'm very so. Here's my thing: when we when we talk about defensemen, right? As a defenseman playing defense against some of these guys who are the best players in in the world, right? There's going to be um, there's a time and a place for an overhead an overhead check. And they're, they're thrown all the time. Right. And okay. Let me back up. I see a lot of poor defense played. Right. And that's not because that these guys, and, and to me, it's not because these guys are bad. It's because they're playing against such high, high, high caliber, uh, offensive players. And for some time, sometimes there is, um, a there is a good gamble and going for a check, or maybe not necessarily sliding to the outside shoulder, but sliding to the hands, right? And and sliding to the hands and trying to get it get up under there. Um, so you make a gamble, right? You know, when you're when you're in transition, you might you know overshoot the overshoot the player by trying to snag the pass in the middle of the pass. I, I get that, right? We're, we're, it's a fast game. It's even faster in the PLL level, so there's more mistakes that are happening. Um, I don't know at what point I tell any of these guys that they stink uh, because of what I've seen from other players. To me, it's like these guys made them look stupid. Um, So Rambo in that play particular made Newman look like an idiot. Um, Johnny Serdik, great pickup for the chaos. But again, we don't know what they're operating out like right out there. Like, right. It could be a lot of bickering. We just don't know that. Um, so I think my, so I think like I, I sometimes, you know, I'm very wary of some of these like offensive highlights sometimes because they are really poor defense, you know, it, where it's poor defense. But in this case, when we're playing in the PLL, I have to almost like reverse my take and be like, well, it's not necessarily poor defense. It's could just be good offense. Like Lyle with, you know, the turnaround one-handed, you know, you know, far pipe with the um, far pipe, you know, fading away shot unbelievable right I don't really know how you defend that he's just very quick so I don't know do do I do think Jared do I I think Jared Newman stinks I not really uh could he probably make could he probably have more success at LSM yes is he up against the best offense in the world yes uh Mm -hmm. I I you know if uh let's say okay let's say Tyson Bell gets traded to another team and then Tyson Bell starts playing attack and puts up four goals against Jared Newman. Yeah. There's something wrong. Right. But like, I I mean, Rambo, Rambo, rolling to the inside, you know, or or pushing to the inside and and Newman missing a check. I don't know. know.
0: My, my, my response to that is going to be twofold. So the first thing I just want to qualify the, the, the Jared Newman stinks. No one gets to the PLL without being, a ridiculously talented uh-huh. athlete and lacrosse player. So, like, does if 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 I were to go out there right now and go up against Jared Newman and I take him from X and I try to get top side and I try to turn the corner on him, guess what? Jared Newman is bullying me to the ground. I am fully aware of that. Relatively speaking, like like the 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 he stinks thing isn't like he stinks at lacrosse. It's just he stinks at covering the other team's best player on the best teams in the world. Yeah. So like, that's like a – it's like a big I jump from, like, stinks to, like – like, actually stinks to, like, is just not the greatest defenseman in the world to stop the greatest offensive player mm-hmm. in the world. Um, so that's, that's one part of the response. And then the second part of the response – and this one probably – this one, I don't know if it's if it's coaching, if it's ego, or a little bit of both. But like Dukes alluded to, it like there, there are quite a few egos on that that chaos, the roster in general, and it does start from the top down, right? Like Andy Towers, massive massive ego. Now you look at the Whip Snakes, and you know the only team that has won a championship in the PLL, and what is the one thing that they preach? every single game what is the what, like it's it's nauseating to hear at this point every single time you talk about the whip snakes all you hear about is hit singles hit singles hit singles now if you want to play defense against them guess what you're going to have to do hit singles hit singles hit singles like if you go so jake like as you were saying like yeah like there's there's a time and a place to kind of take that gamble against the whip snakes there's really not because they're looking for the smart play they're looking for the right play and they're looking to kind of take advantage and capitalize on your mistakes. So if I'm Jared Newman, like, yeah, you, you got bodied a little bit. I get that you're desperate. So you think that your only option in that point is to go for a massive takeaway check, just try to recover and keep pushing them up a little bit and then have help coming down from, from the top. So like, you have to, like, if you want, like we've seen the chaos look terrible against the whip snakes because they're guys who want to get that big defensive takeaway. They're guys who want to make that highlight play to turn it down the other end of the field and score and transition. When in reality, if the other team's looking to hit singles, you got to combat that with some singles of your own, just play the smart, boring defense and just hope that you can kind of contain them that way. So in that sense, like I'd almost put that on coaching. Um, so it's, it's just like, it's not really anything that that they're, I guess, talking about enough. Um, so, yeah, so that's – you know, it's, it's kind of boring. It's kind of coach speak, which is very boring. But, like, hitting singles goes the same way offensively as it would defensively.
2: I would also just like to – obviously, Jared Newman, could he be a solid second option for a team? Yes. Could he be a solid third option? Of course. It's just that he's in the conversation for best defender in the world, or people have this idea that he's one of the best defenders in the world. That's why I'm saying he stinks. Do I think that Jared Newman stinks? I mean, yeah, but I I think that he could be a very good second option. I also think that, I don't know, we saw what Kyle Thornton could do as a second, third defender, off-ball defender. I would almost put him on the roster, move Newman up and then Troy right as a second poll.
0: And then that way you don't have to play Ian McKay as LSM even though he did have one CTO, so shout out to LSM Ian yeah. McKay.
2: But I just I hate, I just cannot have one more summer of having to go against Black's Twitter that Jared Newman is a number one defender. That's my only argument against him is he's not good enough like Jordy said to cover the team's number one option.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think he's the number one guy. Great. He's also uh, so
2: lanky and long that it almost makes sense for him to guard the whipstakes midfield. Like Go against Earhart, Troy Ray can, should not be lining up against Earhart every. I don't know, whatever. I agree. I'm over it. Um, I
0: guess this 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 Atlas Archers game. Do, is there really anything to say other than the fact that the Archers are just a fucking wagon? A oh,
1: wagon. It looks so good.
2: Yeah, the Archers are so fucking good. They're so good. They're
0: so handsome like all of those guys are just absolute studs like not one ugly guy um besides Christian Mazon's tilt but if, <laughs> but if he were to just to, to he does that, that on purpose now he, he does do that on purpose now yes. um, but yeah so I mean that like that is just a silky silky team to watch um and like what's scary is like not that amen or fields had like a necessarily bad game but they didn't like they weren't like their their usual selves so like that's how good the archers looked with two of their better players like not in full force um tom schreiber just an absolute wizard i'm that like back foot skip pass all the way across to i think it was to McNamara unbelievable um you know and and then just like being able to add like you, you already had just horses defensively, Scott Ratliff, a guy who could just fucking go and kill you at any point Um, with the turnover, scoop up the ground ball. He'll run down the field. He'll drop a quick two bomb if he has to. And then to add Graham Hasek to that as well, um, Matt McMahon, another guy who's just constantly talking out there, has everyone in the right spot. Um, So like defensively, as good as they were offensively against the Atlas, like defensively, they're also so good. Um, Gettleman looked great. So like the archers, if if there's one team, there there are a few teams. Like I, I thought, Redwoods looked really solid. I thought Cannons looked really solid. Um, but if there's one team that I think can really go on a run against the Whip Snakes, which like you're gonna have to go on at some point, I'd I'd put my money on the archers.
1: I that's not a bad take. Uh, the way that the archers were playing, good God. You know they they are flying all over the place. I mean Tom Schreiber, sick bastard. Um, you know Connor Fields ma- making his making his you know debut in the Archers uniform. Grant Ayman playing well. I mean they have uh, they have a whip snakes caliber offense um, with weapons all over the field. So I think it's kind of de- gonna depend on how they use all of their weapons to their advantage. Um, I'm
0: trying to think about how that game looked at the face-off stripe. Like that could be a bit of an issue for them. Um,
1: I mean, like, I recall to me, I, I mean, I recall. Um, I mean, Trevor Baptiste winning; he was like sixty percent. Yeah, so which looks, was to so, be expected. So, so,
0: so Stephen Kelly going ten for for twenty-three, not great. Um, but I don't know. I think I think that that's. I mean. And like if they have to go up against Nardella in, in the championship, like that's gonna be a, a tall order. Right. Um, but again, I, I think in order to combat that, you need an offense who can go on a run. Um, and you know, it doesn't take all six guys being able to go off, like as we saw it. It just takes, you know, if you can get three or four to be like really locked in the zone, then this team is dangerous moving forward.
2: Um it doesn't hurt but, that Bittleman saved eighty one percent of his shots, but it also it, are we not going to see Drew Adams? Because for the past two years, that's they've been true. time. Well, so some- we, we
0: it's just when Hot Gettleman ant. when when Gettleman's Hot wires ant. crosses and and he decides to just be a little bit of a lunatic and just drill somebody and then gets a penalty. That's that's when we'll see Drew Adams. So shout um, out to
2: Jackson Place too. First game back. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So I mean that, that that that's that's a couple of Philly boys right there. Jackson Place and uh, Drew Adams. So shout out to Philly Lacrosse runs the world. Um, Okay, but yeah, not not much to say other than the archers are just fucking loaded. Um, now this game, this cannons water dogs game on Sunday. Do do we want to start to get a little bit mad again? We can't. Right. right, let me crack my knuckles for this one. Kind of adjust my back. Get locked into the take chamber here. Um, all right. So cannons, they get their first win in, in PLL franchise history. So they come away with a nice 13 to seven dub. Um, and they get it done with Lyle Thompson being the, the, Best lacrosse player on the planet. Four unbelievable goals for him. Andrew Q, uh, four goal performance out of him. I, yeah, I, you know, Q was
1: such a such a huge pickup.
0: Huge pickup, and, um, and I think like I think we all knew that it was going to be a good pickup for the cannons. Yeah. Um, but that game was like, oh shit! Like yeah, like the cue ball can fucking play. Um, Rayfus looked great. Rabel with another c- couple of goals. Um, so a really really solid all around game for the cannons. Nick Morocco with a 65% in between the pipes, but you know, the big play that stood out from that game. So Michael Sowers, um, you know, him, you love him. We love him. I was on this podcast last year saying that if Michael Sowers didn't make it to the NCAA tournament as a senior at Princeton, that I would kill myself. I said those words. I clearly mm-hmm. love the shit out of watching Michael Sowers play lacrosse. Unfortunately, there was, there was a hit in this game that uh, – it so he he scored, which tough son of a bitch, taking the hit to make the play, getting it in the back of the net, trying his best to get that water dogs comeback going. Um, so he, he scores, but he takes his shot from Reese Eddy, who – I will always say has his name so backwards. I cannot believe that he still has not changed that yet to Eddie Reese. Does that make any sense? Um, but so Reese Eddie gets him with a little bit of a late hit, ends up being a cross-check to the back of the neck, the back of the head. And um, as we heard from uh actually from his dad on Twitter um later. Sowers ended up being taken to the hospital later that night. Um, seems like he has a bit of a concussion. I, I think the, the combination of it being so hot outside, being a little bit dehydrated, and then taking that shot to the back of the head, um, did it in for him. So they kept him overnight. We're we're wishing nothing but the best thoughts for, for Michael Sowers moving forward. But this hit got Lax Twitter going. Um, I think Matt Cavanaugh is actually the one who really really fire really sparked up the conversation saying that this uh that that hit needs to be either suspendable or finable and, and that the leak needs to figure it out um but so this is a hit where it is like this i've been dealing with this shit i've been on twitter.com since 2009 right so i have over 10 years of experience with hockey twitter where hockey twitter does this shit on every single questionable hit where they'll take the slow-mo replay of this hit and they'll break it down frame by frame and be like, oh, see, like right here, the player turned and then five frames later, like he still gets hit. And it's like, well, yeah, like if you break down every single hit frame by frame in slow motion, every hit is going to be the worst hit that you've ever seen. When we're dealing with, like these are unbelievable athletes playing in the PLL. Chris Hogan is an unbelievable athlete and he can't get on the field. Like the Michael Sowers is one of the quickest sons of bitches that you will watch on your television screen. I don't care when we're talking about the, it could be maybe not NFL Sunday, but it could be he's quicker than a lot of humans on the planet. Um, And, and the way, like how fast this game moves and how physical it is, you can't ask you can't break down hits frame by frame and then like act as if that's an argument against the way that it happens in real time. So, um, yeah, I mean just real quick, like my take on it is, you know, Michael Sowers sprinting from X turning the corner around the crease Reesetti sees that he's coming from X, wants to try to make a play, wants to you know prevent him from scoring. But the fact that Sowers is so fucking fast, so quick, by the time that Reesetti like really has himself in a position where he's able to finally hit him, Sowers had already turned the corner, already had his back to him, and was already falling down. So as he's hitting him, like it's just, it's a bad hit, it's a late hit, one that got penalized for a late hit, which it should have been penalized for a late hit. But was there malicious intent? Was Reese Eddy going out of his way to try to send Michael Sowers to the hospital? Absolutely not. Um, so, uh, Dukes or Jake, uh, Jake you can kind of go on this one because, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you've had had the pleasure of having to guard anyone quite as fast as Sowers, but I'm, I'm sure that you realize how fast this game moves, especially at that level. So, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint, like where where are you at on this hit?
1: Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, there were, uh, there was a, a team down here playing for a little bit and we, I got to guard Ryan Drenner, um, for an afternoon, which was the least fun thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, so yes, I have guarded someone that fast, but my thing about the Eddie hit is yes, I, 100%, you cannot break it down one by oh, you frame by frame. All right. The second, and I think I'm going to go through and like rebuttal some of the arguments that were made on Twitter. The first one that I saw was that, um, the first argument that I saw that he, his arms were extended for a cross check and therefore it was a malicious, you know, there was malicious intent based on the fact that, you know, he had his arms extended for a cross check. Okay. Well, that's a perfectly legal play. You know, equal pressure with your hands extended is perfectly fine. Right. As long as you're not pushing through. So you know, if you watch any other game, all right, if these guys come to the inside or they finish to the inside, they're going to take quite a hit, okay? It just so happened that Sowers fell or slid or made his way to the ground, and Eddie's hands, which were in a position to probably push him at the hip, right, or the back, even the back, which, you know, which still would have been a foul, which we are penalizing, the foul. We penalize the foul, not the injury, right? Right it was it just it just so happened to be an accident and and Sauer's head was right there right and the reason that we that we can say that with with a good amount of confidence is because we know what malicious intent looks like La, you know it was last year right apple that was malicious intent and we know what that looks like so i don't know how you can say that I mean, call it for what it is. It's a three-minute unreleasable, pen, unreleasable penalty, full time. All right, or if you want to, if you want to make a real stand that even these accidents to the head, which which if that is that is a real hard stand, even if there's an accident and somebody gets says if you want to toss them for the game, right? If you want to call it targeting, toss them for the game. But there needs to be a standard in the PLL that they either say we review the hit, like like they do targeting, right? Like they do, like re- they review it often. Or, you know, we say it's no tolerance. You're out for the game, even if it's an accident, even if it's on purpose. Like what? Whatever. Just you, it's either no tolerance or we review. Not having forty thousand dads on Twitter speculating on whether Reese Eddy is a bad person or not.
0: Dukes, I, right? I know you're gonna jump in here in a second, but I I do want to, Jake. I I thought that that was. I think that that's a great idea. Um, like I I know that. The, the targeting rule like always gets people like a little bit fired up. It on, does in, in college but football. But it's player safety. Like, yeah. Yeah. That I, I think that like for the first time, like I really now understand targeting where it's like, okay, if it's an, even if it's an accident, like you gotta go, but like, you're not going to get, like, if, if you get a couple of them in a row, yeah. Then you got to get suspended. But like, that I, th- I think that that's, that's actually probably the best idea that I've heard so far. So um, credit to your big, beautiful brain. Now, Dukes, so you can jump back in.
2: Yeah, I tend to agree exactly with what you said. It, he was clearly going for the back. You know, it was definitely a late hit. But in my opinion, it wouldn't be a good podcast if I agreed with both of you. So I'm going to take the Kavanaugh side because I'm a Notre Dame guy. And I'm going to no. say – it doesn't matter exactly like you said if it's in the head it's in the head and right now they don't have a protocol to do a targeting call to get them out for the game so i tend to agree that maybe reese eddie should just get a one game suspension or just a game check fine uh i don't think it was like malicious i don't think reese eddie meant to but he did hit him in the head and he did hit michael sowers and he's beautiful so
1: <laughs> but if it's sours if it was if it was like rylan reese you'd be like who the fuck is that guy no, right yeah you'd be like, I, mean, I don't know who the fuck graham hossett
2: <laughs> no like, but like michael <laughs> sours like we're talking final four duke princeton royalty we're talking about lacrosse Stop royalty it. here
1: but Stop like,
2: it. i really do agree with you guys uh i think that people were taking it way too serious so, not, ser- so it seriously it wasn't fucking malicious but i do think that there should be a targeting. And if there was that targeting role where you're ejected for the game, it, it should have happened. But since it's not in place right now, I don't think that a one-game suspension would be crazy. And it's also coming from Matt Kavanaugh, who is an attackman. It's like a quarterback saying, like, I need to be, I need to be protected. These attackmen do need to be protected to a degree.
1: I, I totally agree. And I think that it, the, this integration of new technology would be great and it would go along with what the PLO wants. You know, I – for the life of me, I'll never understand. I know Paul is just such like his body is, you know, a temple and whatnot. And he's on, you know, tossing out game balls on his Instagram, just, you know, ass out or whatever, but he's wearing dong out, just dong out. Right. And he's wearing that kind of like sports bra thing. And it's got like this real time, you know, uh, software piece in it that kind of monitors heart rate and and you know production and and it's it's a sports tech thing right so if they are if the league is investing in that sort of you know wearable technology there's no there's nothing to say that you can't have the technology for them to go into a booth and review the hit right like there's there's nothing to say that and honestly but but to jordy's point if you review it frame by frame you're just gonna it's gonna make it worse So. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I do, I do think there has to be a standard though. Right. But do you think that them reviewing it frame by frame in slow-mo is going to be like, make it worse every time?
0: Well, 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 I think it's, if, if you make contact with it, like if the head is the principal point of contact, right. So yeah. it's not like, you know, so even if it's an accident and you come down and you hit a guy in the head, and like that's like the first thing that you hit, then yeah, like you know, you don't have to break it down frame by frame for that. You can just look at the one frame where he hit him first. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, like that would be like a little, a little, and like that would be enough to kind of get people to be like, all right, listen, I don't want to get tossed for the game, so I, I want to make sure that I don't hit him in the head. But then it's also like I. Like you don't have to worry about accidentally hitting someone in the head and then losing your game check for the next week because you're suspended or losing any amount of money because you got fined. Um, so I yeah I I thought Jake I thought that that was that that like something that I didn't think about. Um, so that one very very quality quality take on your end. Um, and yeah, just just so everyone knows, like if you're someone on Twitter who you're breaking down these these hits frame by frame. And you're not taking real time into consideration. I think that you're a fool and I will never respect your opinion.
1: Um, But you will reply to them because you love, you love to the the self abuse. You You love to abuse yourself.
0: I'm on Twitter all the time. And I I wish I didn't care about it as much as like, and I try to think that I don't care about it as much as I do, but then people just start talking and I'm like, how could you be so fucking stupid? Like, let me take you bitches to school real quick. And then I take these bitches to school and then they're like, well, no, like that's not it. And I'm like, like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? Um, final game of the weekend, uh, Redwoods versus Chrome. Uh, so the Redwoods kept this one rolling. Um, Chrome, you know, I, I thought that they looked, um, you know, they, they looked all right. I just – I real quick shout out to uh friend of the program, Jordan Wolf. So, um, you know, he, he goes down with what looks to be a, a torn hamstring, um, you know, and, and it sucks because, uh, you know, he's looked so good like since the days of Duke. And if, if you're around the Philly area, he looked that good while he was playing at lower Marion in high school. Um, but so he, he's just been a beast for so long and he looked great in the two quarters that he was able to play this year. So I think we were getting ready to see just another vintage season out of Jordan Wolf. Um, So the fact that his season is most likely coming to an end so soon, definitely, uh, definitely tough to see. So shout out to friend of the program there. Uh, But also shout out to the Redwoods for keeping this thing rolling. Like they look very, very legit. Uh, Coach Nat has those boys dialed in right from the hop. Um, So Redwoods, 2-0 Two and zero heading into week two, so they're they're clearly um, at the top of their game right now. You guys got anything on on Woods versus Chrome?
2: I just think the second the second quarter from the Woods was uh, really impressive. Put up a seven piece on the Chrome, and it seemed like they really didn't have any answer and couldn't really make that comeback happen. Um, you know, Justin Darden will will be Justin Gardner, but I do think that the outlook for the Chrome now without Wolf is going to be completely different. They picked up kevin rogers and i believe tommy palasek so that should uh help out the chrome in the future weeks
1: to me my last only my only last my 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 comments are purely related to swag um i have to say it uh there the the first week was gravely disappointing um in, in terms of the sock choices and listen it's like yes, like half of it is a bit like, do I really care that these professional athletes are wearing like whatever sock is mandated to them by the, you know, some sort of contract they've signed with, I believe with Adidas, right? Like, do I give a fuck like that much? Uh, no, not really. So like, yes, it's probably a bit, but at the same time, like it looks awful. Um, there's no good way to put like black socks with white cleats if you're the chrome like if you can't wear like these really nice all black uniforms right with like a nice silver fade and then the socks are black and the cleats are white like what the fuck like did nobody say anything you know did nobody say anything to them that that was uh like who look who's who okay now i'm gonna get mad who signed off on it Really, what,
0: what they have to do is they need to hire us and they need to also hire our good pals who used to run the 90% of laxes in the flow Facebook page.
1: Yes, just
0: yes. Hire the boys and we will be the fashion consultants for the league for the foreseeable future because it really is like, it's it's so easy to just be like, hey guys, like white socks look so fucking crispy. There's literally no need to wear anything else besides them and yet the league is still like, Oh, huh, what if we wear black socks? Or what if we throw these guys in navy socks? Or what if we put them in pink socks? It's like, like sometime like keep it simple, stupid. Go if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
1: Agreed. I just, I it's questionable decisions at best to me.
2: I think that the one thing too, just take away from Sunday that I kind of forgot. Just like we're going off the water dogs really quick. You trade for Dylan Ward. You're gonna need a better game out of him. 30% save percentage, really pissed me off as a goalie. Had to get that out there before, but just if you want to be the best in the world, you got to be better than 30%.
0: To, to his credit, I don't think that anyone besides Morocco really looked that, although Gettleman kind of looked good, but like he wasn't really seeing like a ton of shots, but I, sure. I, I don't think it was a great, weekend all around for goalies. I thought Morocco stood out for sure. Um, but like we didn't see a great game out of ward or we didn't see a great gamut out of blaze. I thought that Troutner five hole was, was very shaky. Um, and I thought, uh, Oh my God, Jack and Cannon, Jack and Cannon's one that really needs to figure it out. I think that there are a lot of really good goalies who are in the player pool right now. I think that there are a lot of good goalies who are maybe the third or second goalie on a team's roster right now. Um, jack and cannon looked really 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 bad like and it, it wasn't a good weekend for the goalies but like he looked like ridiculously bad like just stick side high just peppering them see you later turn it rake um but so I, I i don't think that dylan ward is necessarily one though for the water dogs that they have to worry about that no being, no no uh, not long term yeah yeah and, and especially like when lyle's taking like that ridiculous low angle shot uh-huh. with his outside hand from from that lefty low wing with his right hand and then puts that one five hole like that's one that like no one is really ever going to save. Um, but yeah, you, what would have been nice to see a bigger game out of Ward. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think that week one is necessarily ever going to be a, a a goalies week. Yeah, so I mean that's week one in the Premier Lacrosse League for better or worse. I mean it it sucks that there's that there were you know some some off field incidents that might have overshadowed the play a little bit but um i mean overall just take the lacrosse for what it's worth um you know a, a couple of blowouts but really could not ask more for the start of a season um and i think that there's there's just so much to look forward to for the rest of these i guess now 10 weeks that are left on the PLL uh season so looking forward to seeing all the action in atlanta jake i believe that you will be there boots on the ground so PLL heading to shidow's backyard so if you're anywhere in the area make sure that you get your ass That where are they playing at jake
1: they're playing at Kennesaw. so they'll play uh at the um the kennesaw stadium it's where the blaze used to play um i believe they renamed it because of the bank that owns it that's like Truist stadium fifth it was fifth third bank stadium i believe still but it's in kennesaw there's plenty of good places to eat and get beer around there it's a cool venue um it does get hot so bring your sunscreen i swear to god like it is gonna be toasty Um, And there might be a rain shower because you never know. It's the South. So, but I will be there. Hopefully Uh, I'm going to try to use my clout to get a media pass, even though I don't do anything in media. I just tweet. So I love that for me.
0: (laughs) That's all media is anyway. But yeah, so if if you're around, make sure that you get yourself to Kennesaw. You can see Jake. Uh, You guys can share a delicious bang energy or maybe a Topo Chico and uh, right. have yourselves a day. Um, now shifting gears, we're, we're almost done here, people. So if, if you're still listening right now, thank you. Um, can't believe you made it. This I know Joe one.
1: Keeks is. Yeah. He just, he this, loves us.
0: This is actually Joe Keeks' third listen. Um, but <laughs> so if you're still <laughs> sticking around, we're a uh, real quick shift over to the college game because massive, I would call this earth shattering news. Um, And one that honestly, I think that the boys here at the crease dive deserve a ton of credit for putting these wheels in motion. Uh, But John Desco legendary coach of the Syracuse men's lacrosse program. I I know that the past year wasn't his finest for himself personally and, and for the team. Um, But looking back on the career of Desco, what a run he went on, especially from 99 to 2009. Like those 10 years, I think they had five national titles. I think they made like eight or nine trips to the final four. Um, Mikey Powell with two Tawartons, Mike Lavelle with a Tawarton. So, an unbelievable run for John Desco has come to an end. He will be retiring as the head coach of the Syracuse men's lacrosse program and making the jump from across the hall. None other than 22 himself, Gary Gate, will be moving from the head coach of the women's program and will be taking over the men's program as the fifth. It's crazy. Syracuse lacrosse has been around forever, and he is just the fifth head coach in program history. Um, and this is this is a move that I think will have just re- Ridiculous, ridiculous uh, ramifications, like good ramifications. Is, is ramifications a bad word? Is that like a negative connotation?
1: I would say yes.
0: Okay. It will have massive impact, I guess, um, for years to come. And I think that Hughes, I, I think that you have to say that they are officially back now that Gary Gate will be taking over the men's program.
1: Uh, I'm sure that all of our Q's listeners like that, but are they officially back yet? Yeah, we'll, we'll, well, we'll never know. Uh, but Gary Gate and Joey Solina, you know, linking up. Now, that's a match made in heaven, if we're being honest. Um, but I, I saw, like, a lot of people mad about – there was some sort of – and maybe you two can explain it to me. I, I didn't really understand the context. They were I, mad. Maybe there was, like, a leak from the department about it or so, like there so was I a think, rumor think, circulating yeah, pe-
0: people were upset that the news was out there that Gary gate was taking over the men's program before anything was announced that John Desco would be, uh, re- retiring. Um, so I, you know, I, I think, you know, for, for such a legendary coach like John Desco, who has, I believe like the third most wins in NCAA history, um, it's, it's, it's something like that. Or maybe he had, I read something he might have, like, it might be like the third most like national titles as a head coach in NCAA, Um, something like that. Either way, legendary career. So like for the news to come out that Gary Gate would be the head coach before any news came out that John Desco was officially stepping aside, I guess, rubbed some people the wrong way and like rightfully so. Um, But yeah, but I, I don't think that anyone though is upset that Gary Gate is taking over.
2: I think I saw that people were pretty ticked off, and I heard some rumblings online that we saw Desco last week visit Joey Spelina, and I don't think that Spelina's dad had any indication that Desco wanted to retire this year. So it might be a little quote-unquote retirement slash pushed out. I don't know. Can't confirm that, can't deny that, but it does seem a little skeptical. Um, You know, the way the news came out yesterday was just, Overall, weird. I think took people by surprise. Shout out to our big brains. We kind of called this.
0: Yeah, I I remember. I was I I keep forgetting if we actually said this on the podcast or if it was just maybe it could have just been like in a group chat. But like I I had the idea that I, I felt like Gary Gate would maybe want to stick it out with the women's program until he finally got that national championship with the women's team. But I mean, like the way that they, like they made it to the national championship game this year after losing two of their best players, like one of the players pegged to be the player of the year. So losing like two all Americans, getting to the national championship. Like I think the way that they, like, he's going out on a very, very high note for the Syracuse women's team. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, they, they had to go up against Charlotte North in the national championship game and no one was going to beat Charlotte North. Um, and as it, as it appears, it seems like that'll be the case next year as well as uh, now Tawaratan winner. Charlotte North has decided that she will go back for her Corona year. Um, so she'll be back in 2022 for the BC women's team. Um, so we can get more on that in, in, in just a second here. But um, so for Gary gate, getting to that national championship the way that he did after losing two of his top players and having to rely a little bit more on some younger players. Like, I think, I think he did absolutely everything that he could have done with that program. Um, And he can leave the women's program, like in a really, really strong spot for whoever steps in for them, which speaking of Spelina, like, uh, I mean, maybe Uh, 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 he's, he's, he's turned that Stony Brook program into an absolute wagon Joey's going to Cuse in just a couple springs, so maybe, maybe. But um, either way, Gary Gate left that program in a great spot for whoever ends up taking over. Um, and now with him taking over this this men's team, I just think, I think that there are just going to be so many people that are going to be like so many recruits who and, – and maybe Gary Gate with the younger generation doesn't have quite as much – um, like there might not be like quite as much emphasis on his name with like kids who are like in high school right now. Uh, but I think when they get a call from Gary gate and then they look up his highlights and kind of realize like who he is and what he is to the sport. Like he is the Wayne Gretzky, the Michael Jordan. Like he's a three-time national champion, two-time NCAA player of the year, four-time all American has won an NLL championship multiple times has been a multiple NLL MVP has won an MLL championship has been an MLL MVP, like, and, and also a world champ. Like I think he's the only player ever to win a championship in NCAA NLL, MLL and world championship and be the MVP of all those things. Like, I think like Casey is like close. I think Paul Rabel's close, but I, I, Think that he's the only one who's won the championships and has been the player of the year in all of those. So, like, once all those recruits figure that shit out, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, I kind of want to go play for this guy." And especially if he's bringing Petro in as the D coordinator,
1: would love that move. It would be a huge fan of that move.
2: Do you think there's any possibility uh, he loses Spalina, or do you think Spalina's locked in with Gary Gate? <laughs> Dukes. No, I, that's, I'm serious.
1: I don't th- I don't think there's any chance Why? it was a Spelina. Yeah.
0: The the man the, the kid the man the kid committed to Cuse got like the twenty-two given like it's already been the wheels have been set in motion that he will be given the twenty-two. You don't think that yeah. he wants to play for the guy who made twenty-two what it is?
2: All right. I mean, it's fair. I asked a question. I Again, mean, <laughs> I'm not the smartest guy. Jordy's like,
1: are you fucking drinking right
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now?
0: Unbelievable.
2: Because honestly, if I'm if I'm Joey Spolino, you asked me about 22. The first 22, I think it was Mikey Powell. You don't. Oh, yeah, I, but but, but
1: Giona, you gotta remember who. Uh, you general, gotta remember yes, who his dad yes, is. I'll lock yeah, you down, remember who man. his dad is. Right. You know, Joe. Joe would be like, "What the?" F-? You, you, he'd slap him in the back of the head, and be like, "You fucking idiot." I, I, I don't think he's leaving, but I don't like. Okay, it, listen. That's a That's a. Your question I, is dudes, valid. Dudes, but I'm, concerning. I'm
0: I'm, I'm. I'm. Listen. I'm sorry. I love you. I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm sorry if I made you feel a little foolish with that question, but it was a foolish question. So.
2: Because if I was him, I'd go to UVA because there's so much better. Syracuse hasn't been good in a decade, and Gary Gates only coached women. He hasn't coached men's. There is an argument to be made oh. that he could lose recruits. Oh. That's what I'll say.
1: If any – okay, then let me say this. If any recruit <laughs> flips because Gary Gate is going to be your coach instead of John Desco, that kid can go fuck themselves also, because I'm, they, I'm, I'm, they are idiots.
0: Also, I want to say because, Dugues, I, I have a feeling that you're going to clip that out for Instagram, and I want you to keep this one rolling, that if anyone is listening yeah. to this clip on Instagram right now, I want you to know that I think that Dukes is a fucking idiot. So if you're in the comments right now, Dukes, keep this whole thing in the clip. I know it's going to be a little long for Instagram, but if keep it in the clip, Dukes is an idiot. You deserve all the comments calling you one.
2: How about I'll ask you directly right now. Joey Spulina, if you are listening to this clip, answer us in the comments. Are you going to stick with Gary Gate? We'll get the answer. or are you going to start a dynasty at Providence College.
1: <laughs> you're right. You're right. Like, Mercer yeah, Hive. Mercer Hive hashtag Mercer yeah, Hive Mercer Hive Mercer Hive. They're the next up.
0: Um, but yeah. So, oh my God. Well, speaking of dynasties, looks like uh, BC Women's are well on their way to having one of their own. Charlotte North heading back to uh, BC next season. Um, the BC Women they've been on a tear lately. They've, uh, I mean, one they had their their national championship celebrations, which look like they. Had themselves quite a time. Uh, they were at Gillette. They they were all you know. They they arrived there in style. So they all got to watch Week One of the PLL. Then they also got to watch their teammate Charlotte North be awarded the 2021 Towerton Award for the best women's player in the country. Um, many people are making the argument that she was the best player overall men's and women's in the country. And I am not going to argue against that in the slightest. Then um, I believe that, you know, as we're recording this right now, it's Monday night. I'm pretty sure that they're at the Bruins game as well. So um, have yourselves a week and a half there, BC women's.
1: I mean, just, and uh, was there any doubt? right? Did you do, Was there any doubt watching, you know, Charlotte North over the course of this year, just dominate that, that she would not only will her way to the national championship, win the national championship and, you know, be the two arts on winner and, and, and run it back. Like what a, what a statement for the program, what a statement for the school, like just, it's just, what a, There's, I was talking to somebody, there's just no equivalent stat for what in, in the men's game, for what she did for the, for the women's game. There's more eyes on it. Um, as always, this is a, this is an Ocho Stan account because, you know, Charlotte North is just such a beast and she's not the only beast out there, right? Like there's, there are Izzy Skane at at North Carolina had like a hundred goals. Like these girls are absolutely, absolute monsters, right? North Carolina program beast uh, Florida program, beast, Syracuse program, absolute monster. Like these, these girls can play and I'm glad that it's getting a little bit more attention. I love that. And we're, we're glad to get them uh, that
0: platform. Izzy he Northwestern, Jamie Ortega, North Northwestern, Carolina, but, Northwestern, but, but Northwestern, I, I, know, I know, I know I know what you were saying. You it know, was, you, it, know it, was, you know what I mean? I was on, was, I was it, on it, my, it, it was north. a, misspe- I, it was, it was a misspeak, but I don't want people out there thinking that.
1: Exactly. That was, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was ratt- I was rattling off name, you know, I've Yes, I, I knew that.
0: North Carolina I was thinking I was
1: thinking about Bill I was thinking about Billy Bitter in my mind
0: <laughs> and while I was
1: thinking of Izzy game at the same at the same time. So that's that's Give, my apologies. You know what?
2: Give Billy Bitter a Tawarth on it while we're at it. Well Agreed. Also, Charlotte North's coming back, Rachel Hall, the goalies coming back, Jen Medge of the midfielders coming back.
1: It's the bu- it's ball- the Buccaneers. It's it's the Tampa they're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: Actually, and I was talking yes. to a BC girl over the weekend. Who graduated she fully thinks that bc is going to repeat and she fully thinks that the is going to charlotte north in 2022 20, uh, and but something to look after is kayla trainer the assistant coach for boston college is definitely in the running for the syracuse job yeah supposedly she doesn't want it but there was a petition out i saw today that the syracuse alumni are trying to bring her over um caitlin DeFleece is the interim coach for syracuse i don't know but we'll see what happens kayla Trainer seems like a boston college girl though Listen,
0: money speaks. Um, Syracuse, you got, you guys got the funds, throw the bag her way. Um, oh, and then one last thing before we close up shop, you know, we, Obviously we're congratulating Charlotte North on her unbelievable season, um, but also a quick shout out to Jared Bernhardt winning the 2021 to for the men's. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that we won't get to see him play in the PLL this summer because he'll be heading uh, to Ferris state to play some college football next year, but a real cool mo- moment for his brothers to be able to watch that, um, you know, coming out of the locker room in the middle of their halftime of their PLL game to watch the younger brother win the Tawartan. so cool moment for the family. Um, Bernhardt family they're, I mean, they're a bunch of dogs. Um, you know and after you know seeing and hearing everything about their their father, I think that that's you know just a really really great story for that family um, you know, and just kind of goes to show just like what a bunch of just like relentless workhorses those guys are. So cool moment for that family cool moment for jared bernhardt congratulations um we got it we got anything else to talk about like we we got through a lot in this episode so um I, I feel like i feel like everyone's probably super sick of hearing us talk at this point but anything else before we close up shop
1: i think it's all good I, we got to cover the terrible socks finger gate uh the the sours gate uh I mean, that's a, that's a full, it's a full Gar- weekend. Gary gate. Gary gate. I mean, all the gates were covered and that's a full, full weekend of lacrosse and it's only been, we're only one week into the PLL season. So Ooh. lots of content.
0: Buckle yeah. in boys and girls. Yeah. A, I
2: have nothing else to say. I've said enough tonight. <laughs> I, I don't want, I need, I might need to bring security details to some PLL weekends. Um, I think Charlie Cipriano once in my head, after I said that he shouldn't be on the roster, uh, I was going at it with him in the DM. Listen,
0: here's the thing, Chucky Sips. Respect the takes, all right? We're we're in the take chamber right now. We're the man in the arena. Sometimes, uh, uh, like if, if you're feeling a take, sometimes you got to let it fly. Like the same way, like sometimes Tom Schreiber is running down that righty alley. He has to flip the hips, hit the answer. Like sometimes, like you just have to let something fly. And, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate for some people who end up in the crosshairs, but, um, yeah. So, uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the crease dive on both. Uh, shout out. Dude's been, been putting a beat down on that, on that Instagram lately. So, uh, make sure you follow us. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day. We die. Yeah. Joy. finger licking. Oh, lickin', it's finger licking. Lickin', good joy. Joy. It's finger lickin', it's finger Good oh. okay, Look at it. Uh, uh. okay, oh. okay, look at uh, uh. Okay, Look at uh. okay, Look at Look at Look at Look at Yo, what's up? let's tear it up. Hit the oh. we see no, we both, So people so full Keep a money walking, we ain't having it. Just give us some wood and I'll build you a cabin. Brothers,
2: and my Pope, I've been going nuts, getting all cooped up Fully hermitized, but now I'm getting sued up Sign up to the page, to a brand new chapter Stretch my sights, and you know what I'm after I've been afraid for the news, and with Ernie and Ernesto Don't even drip all the recipe for pasta with pesto That is another special of the day You see, i got more spice than the frugal
0: gourmet Finger licking, finger licking, good job It's finger licking, it's finger licking, good job It's
1: finger licking, it's finger licking, good job